Welcome to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast, a deep dive into biblical leadership with pastor and author, Dr. Gerald Brooks. Hi, this is Gerald Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast. Just want to take a minute and talk to you about some upcoming events that I think will help you. In just a minute, we are going to be talking to you about managing failure as a leader. It'll be gold. It will help you. But there's some events coming up. On September 11th, I will be in Boston and I will be doing the Strategic Church Growth Seminar. This seminar involves taking the church and just looking at it from the inside out. So in this particular seminar, we're going to deal with what are the questions you have to ask years one through five of a church? What are the questions you have to ask year six through 15 through a church? And what are the questions you have to ask years 17 through 25 in a church. See, if you don't get the questions right, then what's going to happen is your church isn't going to be right. If you want to know what those questions are, come and join us. And then on October 2nd, I'll be in Canton, Ohio, and we'll be doing a roundtable, and it will focus on the four seasons of a leader's life, the four seasons of a leader's life. And what I can tell you is, is that this has been so helpful. This has been so helpful. But then on October 19th and 20th, we will be doing our North Texas Leadership Conference. And our North Texas Leadership Conference is just growing every year. And the thing about this conference is this. Being in the room makes a difference. And so if you want to sign up, we have partial registrations available. Then you can go to my website and you can get in the room. And any leader I know will tell you that being in the room is the most powerful thing that they can do to be able to grow their lives. For some of you, you need to be in the room. For some of you, your team needs to be in the room, October 19th and 20th. Today, I want to talk to you about managing failure as a leader. The truth of the matter is, is that every leader fails. And not only does every leader fail, but the people around leaders fail. And being able to manage failure is very, very important. And so the Bible's honest about leaders and their lives. That's the reason I love the Bible, is that it is honest about leadership. It tells us the good, it tells us the bad, tells us about their ups, it tells us about their downs, it tells us about their good days, it tells us about their bad days. What I know is no one climbs high in leadership without stumbling along the way. So I want us to look at failure. Let me begin by giving you seven thoughts about leadership and failure. Number one is this. There are more failures than successes. There are more failures than successes. I study leaders' lives, biblically, naturally, the spiritual leaders, the secular leaders. What I can tell you is if you dissect their lives, there are always more failures than successes. Now, I say that to you because some of you feel like you may be disqualified from leadership, but that's not the case. 
Just because you fail doesn't disqualify you. There are more failures than successes. Number two, there are more times when a leader feels like a failure than a success. It's not only that we fail, but there are times when we feel like a failure more than a success. So there are just times when we feel that. Number three, there were people that they'll never forget. There's always people that you never forget in your life. And the people that you're most likely never to forget are those who helped you during times of failure. I can go back and I can point out to you who was there when I was at my worst moment, when I felt like life wasn't going to work and events were not going to be positive. Here's the thing. I can tell you that when it comes to leadership, the people who were there during those dark moments are the ones I esteem the most. Number four, their successes today are built on lessons they learn from their past failures. So their successes today are built on the time that they had failed. And so every time they failed, they learned. They learned a little bit. They learned a little bit more. And so their successes today that they build on their failure. And in places where they have failed is usually where they're most tolerant with others. So in the areas that I fail, that's where I'm most compassionate with other people. So I look at those other people and I can identify with their failures. Number seven, the mercy quotient for leadership failure is constantly declining. In our society and in our world today, if a leader does the least thing wrong, we discard them. And so the mercy quotient, that level of mercy that we will give to any leader that is going through a failure moment, it is declining. There is a smaller window. I doubt we would have ever put up with Moses after his initial false steps. I doubt that we would have ever put up with Samson with his continuous false steps. And so what we find is, is the mercy quotient is getting smaller and smaller. And then number seven, failure is something leaders must handle if they're going to succeed. I have to learn to handle my failure, and I have to learn to handle other people's failures. So just some introductory thoughts, but I want to give you a scriptural overview on failure. The Bible addresses the subject of failure honestly and with transparency. We know in Proverbs 24 and verse 16, it says that you may fall um, six times, but you end up getting up each time. So six times, you're going to get up that seventh time. So a leader is always falling, but they always have the capacity to get up. But within that, there's some things that I think we have to learn. The first one is this. Failure isn't fatal. Failure isn't fatal. Paul writes about failure in an interesting context in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 
verses 8 and 9. And he talks about it really with three sports metaphors. So he gives four illustrations, but three of them are sports metaphors. And he talks about how at times that we are surrounded and compressed on every side. And what it's referring to is someone who's in a running race and and the pack of people doesn't seem to give you a way out. And there are times when people fail because they can't find the way out. And he talks about that. He talks about that we're knocked down, but we're not knocked out. Well, at that particular time, he's he's referring to that metaphor of boxing. And he's saying sometimes we take that hit. We don't see that blow coming and we get knocked down, but we've got to get back up. And then he says that we are perplexed on every issue. And that's referring to a wrestling metaphor that they put you in a hold and you don't know how to reverse the hold. And so, but one of the things is he keeps going back. It says, it doesn't matter if, if everything's sort of squeezing you in. It doesn't matter if you get knocked down. It, it doesn't matter if you are in a position where you're perplexed. We keep going. And what is he saying? We can never let failure be fatal. The next thing that the Bible is honest about is that failure is a part of personal formation. It's a part of the process. Paul writes again in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9, and he talks about his prayer, and he says that there was an issue that kept reoccurring in his life, and he prayed three times, and each time nothing seemed to happen. But each time he began to learn something, that God's grace was sufficient. And so a part of the spiritual formation isn't the resolution of circumstances, but learning how to ever live in the presence of God. Another principle is that the people identify with your failure more than your successes. Paul talks about this in Galatians chapter one. He talks about it when he writes to Timothy and he says, in Timothy, I'm a blasphemer above blasphemers. He says, I'm the worst of the worst. People don't identify with our successes. People identify with our failures. And those failures become the bridge to being able to help people. And that's one of those hard things about leadership because we'd like to lead people without going through, but sometimes our failure is the bridge to people. And number four, failing early on rather than late. And that's what Moses did in Exodus chapter two when he took things into his own hands, is that he failed early on. And so it gave redemption time to reset. And, and then fifth, ministry demands that you handle the failure rate. Again, I love the Bible because of its transparency and honesty. Jesus, when he was teaching in Mark chapter 4, he said this. He says, guys, I want to tell you, the sower is going to sow the word. You have a job, and that is to put out the gospel. But as you begin to distribute the gospel, one of the things that you're going to find is that 
sometimes you're going to present the gospel in places that it's not going to be responsive to. And he said some of it's going to be hard ground where people are just sort of hard and others it's going to be rocky ground where people just have stuff in their life. And some it's going to be the weeds, the scheduling of life that gets in the way. But if you look, he talks about four grounds and only one of them is productive and only one of them is productive to the highest level. All that being said is this. All of that production and all of that productivity. There are more places that he spoke about failing than succeeding. So there were more places that you put the seed out and it didn't. And so one of the things you have to recognize as a leader is that there will be more failures than successes. There will be more losses than wins. What we know in business is that only 20% of the endeavors succeed. That means there's an 80% failure rate out there. And it's being able to manage the failure rate that helps you to be able to succeed. Now, Jesus understood the failure process because he saw it daily. And when he saw it daily, he saw it among the 12 individuals that he had chosen to participate with him. And so he saw it when it came to Peter's failure to follow through. Remember, Jesus says to Peter, you're going to deny me. But Peter says, not so with me. I'll never deny you. But yet Peter goes on and denies Jesus three times. See, it was his failure of follow through. Jesus saw that up close. When it came to Thomas, he saw Thomas being so pragmatic that it cost him his ability to believe. And Thomas said, unless I see, unless I feel, I will not believe. So Thomas's failure to believe. He talks about the nine disciples. Remember, he, Peter, James, and John are up on the Mount of Transfiguration, and the other nine are in the valley, and there's a man whose son has a need. And these nine that have been with Jesus meeting needs were unable to meet the need. And so he saw the nine fail in their ministry attempts. And then James and John, he saw them fail when it came to love because they wanted to call down lightning upon and fire upon a community. So Jesus understood that you're going to be surrounded by failure. Peter's failure to follow through, Thomas's failure to believe, the nine disciples' failure in ministry, James and John's failure to love, Judas's failure to put the love of money behind him. Can you just think? Do you think your team seems anything like Jesus' team? See, there's always these failure moments. But here's what you need to recognize. Jesus was a failure-tolerant leader. He learned how to manage failure so that eventually success could come. If he were not failure-tolerant, then the 12 wouldn't have survived. So what we know is this, he was failure-tolerant. 
and he was failure tolerant. And because of his ability to manage failure in the team around him, he positioned them for success. Now, let me give you two qualities about what Jesus did to get to that place. Because if you're a leader and you have a team, you're going to have to get to this place also. Number one, he saw beyond their past and he saw their potential. See, if you're going to be able to manage failure when your team is misstepping, when your team isn't doing what you want them to do, when you have someone who isn't following through and someone who doesn't believe in the vision and someone who is having failed attempts at execution and someone who isn't representing the spirit of who you are, all those things that Jesus saw up close. If you cannot see beyond the past, you will never allow your team to reach its potential. So what Jesus could do was he could look at Peter and he could see Peter's failure, but he could see Peter on the day of Pentecost preaching. He could turn and and he could see Thomas being a transformational leader. He could see the nine disciples going into all the world and preaching the gospel. And he could see James and John. And he could see them being merciful and John becoming the apostle of love. So do you have the ability to see beyond the past and to see potential? The next thing, he looked beyond their mistakes and he saw their effectiveness. He knew that the mistakes that they were making could be learned from. And as they were learned from, there would be better execution in the future. These were the two highlights for Jesus with his team. He's going to spend three and a half years watching them fail, knowing that their failure was going to create the atmosphere of success. But let me give you a little bit more nitty gritty stuff about being a failure-tolerant leader and being able to manage failure. If you're going to be that individual, there's a question you're going to have to be able to answer. What failures are permissible and which ones are not? So what failures are permissible in your organization and what failures are not? For me, it's very simple. I will put up with your failures as long as you will learn from them. But if you keep failing in the same way repeatedly, over and over and over again, without learning from them, then at that point, that becomes a discussion place for you and me. So I'm willing to handle people's failures as long as the failures are not the same failure over and over again. Second question, when do you look at failure as being incompetent rather than a learning moment? When is it that they just can't do this versus they can learn from this? 
All of us have people around us that maybe we've mispositioned and we've misplaced. People that we thought could deliver one level, but they can deliver at a different level. And so you've got to look at their failure and you've got to decide when is it that this just isn't the job they can do and when is it that they can learn to do the job, but this is the learning curve of the job. And then this question, how do you distinguish between going the extra mile yet demanding excellence in work? So when is it I need to go the extra mile? And when is it I need to demand that they have excellence in work? See, being a failure tolerant leader isn't a list of yes and no. It's a list of questions that you're going to have to manage. What failures are permissible? Which failures are not allowed? When do you look at failure as being you can't do the job, you're incompetent in this area, rather than they can learn and they can grow? And how do you distinguish between going the extra mile, yet demanding excellence in ministry? These are honest questions, but they're not easy questions. And there are no easy answers. As a leader, you're going to have to manage failure. You're going to have to manage your failure, and you're going to have to manage your team's failure. But as you manage that failure, you're going to have to be able to navigate the areas of life with them. So the questions are there. The answers aren't easy. But the big question is, can you become like Jesus? And can you learn to manage failure? I know you can. Thank you for joining me today. Again, Boston on September 11th, Strategic Church Growth. October 2nd, Canton, Ohio, the roundtable on the four seasons of a leader's life. October 19th and 20th, North Texas Leadership. That's when we will be uh, just presenting a room that to me is the most dynamic room I'm in every year. You need to sign up for them. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for listening to the Gerald Brooks Leadership Podcast. If you'd like more information on Dr. Brooks's books, audio, or speaking engagements, please go to geraldbrooksministries.com.